This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. It's your girl, Natty Boss. And in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into something called the stages of change model. And this is something that I have infused into my coaching method with the athletes that I work with because the foundation is rooted in behavioral science. And in what I do with athletes is I support them in creating lifestyle transformation. I support them in creating behavioral changes that are going to support them physically, mentally, emotionally. And so it's really important to understand this model that was actually developed in 1970s and to see how we can have an awareness, number one, around this, and then utilize what I'm going to share with you today in your own life to see kind of maybe why you haven't been able to take action towards a certain thing that maybe you feel like you've been really trying. You have set out New Year's resolutions time and time again, and you seem to ride this wave, ride this high of motivation, and then seem to fall flat with discipline or a true understanding in how to create a sustainable change in your life. And so I really wanted to have this conversation because so many people are trying to take action and make amazing changes in their life, which is literally beautiful. I live for it. However, they're not mentally in a state to change. And that really will always be your limiting factor is where are you mentally in your readiness for change? Because you can do a whole bunch of physical things, but if your mindset's not on board, then you're going to fall back into your old patterns. So it's important that we constantly allow our mindset to adapt and to adjust into this version of us that we're trying to step into as we're changing our behaviors physically as well. So the conversation we're going to have today is to understand a little bit more about what the stages of change model is. And I'll give you some examples along the way of the various phases and stages and shifting from one to the other. So one of the things I want to say first and foremost is the stages of change model is also known as the trans theoretical model. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but this is also called the trans theoretical model. And as I said, the the goal or intention of this is from behavioral science, and it basically assesses a person's readiness to act on a new, healthier behavior or to act on a positive change. So it's in assessing your readiness for change, as I said. And so there are six stages that I'm going to walk you through that hopefully by the end of this conversation, you'll have more awareness and clarity on 
perhaps where you fall in whatever you're working toward right now. Maybe right now you think you're in a certain spot, but you're really not. And maybe that's why you haven't been able to stick to it. So again, releasing any judgment or shame around the fact that maybe you've been flopping in your pursuit of making these changes and realize that you might just need to adjust your mindset and make some adjustments here to be able to set yourself up for success in creating this change that you desire. So to briefly go over the six stages, we have pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and termination. So I'll be going through each of these with you on this little chit chat. All right. So first we're starting with pre-contemplation. So simple or similar to how it sounds, right? Pre-contemplation. It's before we think about it. So those who are in pre-contemplation phase are unaware of any behavior being problematic or producing negative consequences. Again, I'm going to give you an example in a moment, but these people really have no idea that anything that they're doing is contributing to a negative outcome that they're experiencing. In this phase, often people are underestimating the pros of changing behavior, right? Which makes a lot of sense because if they don't know that what they're doing is is wrong or it's leading to a negative outcome, they're not going to want to change for no reason. So it makes sense that they're going to underestimate the pros of changing behavior and they're going to place a lot of emphasis on the cons of changing behavior, right? They're going to have a very negative mindset and perhaps fix the mindset around wanting to engage in a change. And this negative mindset, again, can be knowing or unknowing, right? It it doesn't have to be conscious. It could just be this unconscious, this resistance that's present, present towards change. And so an example, an athlete who is unintentionally skipping meals may have low energy, but may not realize it's related to inadequate calorie intake, or in other words, eating too little. So let me repeat that again. So with pre-contemplation, again, they don't know that anything that they're doing, any behavior that they're engaged in is leading to and contributing to a specific outcome they're experiencing. So an athlete who is unintentionally skipping meals, right? We all know this. We wake up busy. We want to start our day. We're like, ah, I'll skip breakfast. I'll just get to lunch. And we're not trying to self-sabotage. We're not trying to not fuel our bodies. We just get caught up in the go-go, the busyness, and we don't stop to pause and to be mindful, which is a conversation for another day. However, the reality of this instance is that you just end up skipping your meal, right? You end up skipping your meal. And because you have no nourishment in your body, you have low energy. And you don't necessarily make that correlation right off the bat. And you don't realize it's related to not eating enough throughout the day and to not starting your day off with food that's going to give you energy, right? So this obviously, if somebody then recommended to you, why don't you start eating breakfast? You you may have some resistance of like, I don't really need to, like I'm fine. Like I don't really have the time to do that, right? You'll create excuses for it because you don't necessarily know that this low energy you're experiencing is related to that. Then we shift into contemplation. Contemplation sounds like you're contemplating because you are. You start to turn the the gears in your brain. You start to think. With contemplation in this phase, people tend to 
or they intend to start a healthy behavior probably within six months. So like they may be open to the idea of change, but they still have a hesitancy towards taking those steps because they're just thinking about it, right? They're just thinking about it. They're not ready to jump all in both feet and, and change their entire life 360. They're just kind of contemplating, weighing the pros and cons. So these people recognize that their behavior may be problematic and a more thoughtful and practical consideration of the pros and cons is the stage that they're going to be in. And so they're going to be placing an equal emphasis on both the pros and the cons. So they're not quite swayed into the pro section completely. So that hesitancy is still present. And this often leads to more of that negative undertone, that negative bias in the mind towards change. So right now, the negative mindset might still be a little bit more strong in outweighing the positive and the pros to create change, which is why when you're in this phase, it might take you up to six months to actually take action. Like you might really need to weigh all of the things, all of the different avenues and reach out to people and do your research before feeling comfortable to make this change. And that's okay because that's why this phase exists. It's for you. You're allowed to be in this phase to, to really assess, you know, what steps need to happen for me to actually be able to shift into just thinking about doing this thing to actually doing it right to actually deciding to do it. So with contemplation, I like to think of this as awareness without symptoms. And I'll explain what that means in a moment. But because you're not taking any action, you're not experiencing any new symptoms of the behavior change yet. So all you have is really awareness. You have this awareness and maybe this awareness came from a social media post. Maybe it came from seeing somebody all of a sudden have energy and they said that they worked with a dietitian and it really helped them. And you're like, oh, wow, like just seeing that sparked a thought in your mind or reading something in an article, right? These are all ways that you're learning new information, but you're not taking action. So you're not seeing actual change in your life, but it is sparking some little seeds in your brain that you may want to embark on that change. So an example to build on this, we're going to have a, an example that builds on each of these is, okay, so that same athlete who was skipping meals for breakfast or skipping breakfast and experiencing low energy, she then reads an article that skipping meals leads to hormonal imbalances and blood sugar crashes, which can affect their ability to lose weight and perform consistently. So they read this article that says skipping meals leads to poor performance. And they're like, oh, wow, what is this? So they look at it. They read the article. They're like, wow, I had no idea that when I'm unintentionally skipping this meal, my hormones are out of whack, which messes with my mindset and my emotions, which messes with my blood sugar, which is why I constantly have these low energy crashes and I'm relying on caffeine to get me through the day. And this is why I haven't been able to lose the last five pounds that I've been trying to for 10 months and why my performance sucks by the time the end of the day comes. Holy shit, this makes perfect sense. I can't believe this. This is great. So they have this new information that is now sparked something within them, again, doesn't mean that the next day they're making lifestyle changes, but it, once they know something, they can't unknow it, right? So they have this thing that they can, that's in their mind and they're like, wow, hmm, this is really interesting. I really want to see these positive effects that they're, they're talking about. And I wonder how I could possibly make that happen, but you're not quite there yet to do that. 
you're there when we go into the next phase. So the next phase after you've been contemplating is preparation. So preparation is also called the determination phase. And this is a person is ready to take action within 30 days. So you've made the commitment and you've made the decision that you are ready to make this change, right? It could be, okay, you know, for people who join jujitsu, it can be, I'm, I'm signing up for jujitsu. Like it's that step to sign up that they're like, wow, I've been thinking about it for six months and I'm finally signing up. And this is the date that I'm going to be taking my first class, right? This is the preparation phase. They're getting ready to take action within 30 days. So with preparation, perhaps they've been taking small steps towards behavior change. And with preparation, because they're already starting to make that commitment, it's here in this phase where the mindset starts to shift from the positive to outweigh the negative. So the first couple phases that we talked about, the negative outweighs the positive. But when we shift into preparation, our positive starts to really shift. We start to really have a conversation with ourselves and say, no, this is something I desire. And this is literally what needs to happen for me to experience the reality I want to experience. So they see this positive outweighing the negative. So they start to perhaps take small steps towards changing their behavior, right? This can be really small, nothing crazy. But again, maybe they read that article and they then start to take action off of that just to see if they can experience something um, different. And so this leads me to the example that builds off the last one. So an athlete reads an article that skipping meals leads to hormone imbalances, blood sugar crashes, which can affect their ability to lose weight and perform. And so from that information, this person or athlete starts intentionally eating something for breakfast right? Because remember they skipped breakfast. So it's like, okay, well, I notice I skipped breakfast. I'm going to start eating something for breakfast. And then they notice that they have more sustained energy throughout the day as a result of eating breakfast. So going back to what I said previously, where contemplation is the awareness without symptoms, preparation is the awareness with symptoms. So the symptom here, based off this example, is the symptom that she's experiencing. Again, symptoms aren't necessarily bad. They can be good or bad. So this is a good symptom she's experiencing. She's experiencing more sustained energy throughout the day as a result of the direct behavior change she implemented, which was to eat breakfast. And so here, this person's experiencing awareness, right? Because once you have awareness, you can't get rid of it, unfortunately. So they have awareness, but now they have symptoms because they've actually started to take small steps and implement small change. So this is preparation. Now, our fourth stage is action, 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 action. So action is defined as someone who's recently changed their behavior and has been changing that behavior or integrating that behavior for six months for six months. So if you started a new behavior and say, for instance, eating breakfast, or we stick to the same thing, you started a new behavior and you are can stick to that small behavior change for six months. By the end of the six months, you'll shift into a new stage. It's going to be a more permanent stage of change. That's going to allow it to be a more seamless part of your lifestyle 
which will mean that there's less effort in having to do it because it's going to be a seamless part of your morning routine, just like brushing your teeth. So action still requires a discipline, right? It still requires like a self-loving discipline of showing up for yourself because you're still making this new change and integrating it into your life. And as you're taking action, you are creating new habits around this new behavior, right? You're creating new habits for yourself around this new behavior so that you can anchor it into this lifestyle and keep it so it's not something short term, but that it can actually be sustained. And so one of the things that can be built upon this to say in preparation, you start taking small steps, maybe one of the bigger action steps that you take to support you in anchoring this is maybe the athlete decides to hire a sports dietitian to help them create a custom nutrition plan to support their calorie needs and weight loss goals for an upcoming competition. And in that relationship, they establish healthy eating patterns and food timing that helps them feel and perform their best. So they've kind of created a game plan and now they're in that game plan for six months. Like they're learning how to integrate that for six months to stay in that action phase. And then once you are integrating this behavior for six months, once we shift out of six months, we then transition to the fifth stage of change, which is maintenance. And maintenance sounds exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's maintaining your progress, maintaining this behavior, maintaining this new lifestyle integration that you've worked so hard to start and keep, right? That's why the six months is really important because we're so fragile in that six month time period. Our patterns and old habits and old belief systems are so deeply ingrained that we really need to give ourselves a lot of time to be able to make these switches into more permanent lifestyle changes. You know, a lot of times, again, let's go back to the New Year's resolution for a second. Who ever sticks with the New Year's resolution for six months? I wish they did, but they don't. People last two, three weeks max. And if there's a lucky one, a stray out there, they might last two months. But based off this information, right? If you really desire a lifestyle change for yourself, you need to commit to this for six months, not three weeks, going gung-ho three weeks, and then wondering why it's not, it hasn't stuck. You need to be able to commit to this for six months. And then maintenance is those people who have sustained their behavior change for six months more. So anything, the rest of your life is going to be in maintenance phase, which is why this is an important conversation too, because we so often fall into this like perfection trap or this like end game trap where like we think we're going to get to this end game. But the reality of maintenance is that all of life is ebb and flow. You're going to do great some weeks and then life will happen. A loved one dies. Um, there's a stressful week at work and you're not able to stick with everything hundred percent like you normally do. That's life guys. You need to be able to adapt. You need to create the resilience to be able to adapt and go with the flow and don't let that derail you of showing up for yourself. This is a hard talk right now. This is something that really needs to be said. You still deserve to show up for yourself. Even when there's hard weeks, even when things don't go, go according to plan. So that's what maintenance is. Maintenance is 
keeping strong to the habit that you've developed and the behavior you developed. But realize that in maintenance, it doesn't mean you're at the end of the road. You absolutely can still relapse to earlier stages. You know, big things are something like if there is something that is traumatic that happened in your life, you can absolutely revert back to not doing anything. You know, let's do a really common example in jujitsu of injuries, right? You can be going to the gym very consistently, have your nutrition on point. Then all of a sudden you get the worst injury of your life. You get surgery that puts you out for nine months. Nine months is a very long time. And if you're not able to move in the same way that you were, let's say you're not because maybe it's a knee injury, shoulder injury, maybe you got both, right? You can absolutely relapse back into those earlier stages and then get back into that negative mindset of not really being in that groove of maintenance because you haven't physically been able to do anything to sustain that behavior, So what's really important here, even when you experience these hard times that potentially come up like this injury, to prevent these stages of uh, relapse, you need to have your why. You need to create your why and carry it with you close to your heart every single day. Why are you doing this? And this is whatever the behavior is that you're doing. Why do I need a why for eating breakfast? Because it's a new behavior change and it's a symbol of showing up for yourself. So why not have a why? Maybe your why is that you want to feel good so that you can be present in your relationship with your your spouse. You're not cranky. You're not irritable. You can be there for your kids. And breakfast really helps you have that energy to be able to get your morning workout in, which makes you feel good, gives you endorphins. What's your why? It's really important to get connected to your why because that's what you're going to have to lean on when you get into maintenance. When we hit those ebbs in life and we want to revert all the way back into that all or nothing mentality. We just want to say, screw it. I'm giving up. It's not worth it. And abandon ourselves. But when we can connect back to our why, we can use that as our last bit of hope to hang on to, to connect to, to say, you know what? Yeah, things aren't the best, okay? To, this week is a little bit more stressful than usual. Okay, great. How can I show up for myself? How can I still commit to these goals? How can I commit to this lifestyle despite these things that are going on according to plan? The reality of it is, and this is why I'm talking about this for a second, because maintenance is where we all live. This is where we're going to live for the rest of our life. You're going to be in maintenance unless, of course, you enter stages of relapse of other stages. But for the most part, when you are integrating a new behavior and you're able to sustain it, you're going to be in maintenance. And what I like to think about when it comes to maintenance is think of a straight horizontal line. And now imagine, uh, I can't believe I'm using calculus reference here. That makes me want to throw up. I hate calculus. <laughs> so, all right, Miss Ryle, my math teacher, you got me here. I used calculus for an example. This is the only time in my life I've used calculus. <laughs> it's not practical. Anyway, sorry, that was my aside on my, uh, my abhorrence towards calculus. So the sine wave, right? Just a wave going through a horizontal line. 
the higher that wave goes up, right? The higher that wave goes down. So basically the more that we deviate from the center line, we're going to be experiencing more drastic results, right? So our goal with maintenance is to be as close to the center line as possible because that's where homeostasis is. That's where balance is. That's where maintenance is, is the horizontal line. So the more that we can create a small sine wave and keep it close to that horizontal line, then the more we're going to be able to integrate and keep these habits and behaviors that we have, and we're not going to go off into these drastic extremes. Because the more that you operate from extremes, the less sustainable your behaviors will be. I really need you to know that. The more you operate from extremes, the less sustainable your behavior change will be. And then finally is the sixth stage, which is termination. Termination is that people just simply have no desire to return to their unhealthy behaviors and are sure they will ensure they will not relapse. So this one's always, always has a tad bit of a gray area, but I try to find as concrete an example as I can um, that can help you resonate with this. So I'll give you two. So because I just spoke a few minutes on the fact that we're mainly in maintenance. So who gets to be in termination? So there's a couple things. So the examples I want to give is one personal and one that is more medical. So the first is myself. I, you guys know that I am plant-based and I have been plant-based for over a decade, maybe multiple decades at this point. And I know without the shadow of a doubt, I will never eat meat again. I have no intention. Not only do I not have an intention to eat meat, but I absolutely can't even stand the smell or the look of it. So with that, I know that I have reached termination phase in that particular sense. Like I can confidently go in any restaurant and not have an urge. It's not like I'm fighting an urge, fighting my intuition of like, oh God, you really want this steak. Just eat the steak. You don't have to be vegan. Just eat the steak. Like it is just so not on my radar and not even, and not even in my interest. And so I've hit termination phase in that. So the other example I want to give is one that's more medical and around uh, like gluten, right? So say for instance, somebody their entire life was eating gluten and had immense digestive issues and gut issues that had no idea. They finally found out that they had celiac disease, which basically means they can't have gluten or they're going to have to have bowel surgery and get their intestines removed and live on a pump. Okay. That's very extreme, but this is a way for termination to exist. So they have two options. They can continue to eat gluten for the rest of their life and go down that path of surgery, or they can choose to not eat gluten. And so they almost like in an instant created like a termination aspect, right? There's no desire to return to that old habit because there's a lot on the line if they do. So this is an, another example that I wanted to kind of give with a grain of salt, because like I said, they still have the option. They have a choice. They can absolutely eat gluten, but it depends on how they value the longevity and the quality of life that they want to have. And so if it just means stop eating gluten so that they can have a normal life and not have to live off pumps, 
you know, that might be enough for them to completely shift and change. Um, so those are some examples of termination. So again, in recap, the six stages of change are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and termination. So I really enjoy having this conversation. It's literally one of the things I'm most passionate about. I've done workshops all over the country around this, as well as like something that I usually accompany with this, which is my own model for sustainable change and transformational change. Um, but I just today spoke to the one aspect, which has already been an established concept of the trans theoretical model. But I really wanted you to have this information so you can assess. And I want to invite you right now to maybe take out a journal after this and write down like what behaviors are you currently integrating in your life or that you would desire to? And like, where do you fall in each of them? And perhaps what do you need to do? What actions might you need to take or research do you have to do to kind of allow yourself to shift from maybe the earlier stages to the later stages so that you can actually get into this the stage for action where you're going to have much more success in being able to do it, right? If you're in pre if you're in contemplation phase where your negative bias is still high, you know, and then you go toward taking action around something, that's where that short-lived aspect starts to come in, right? It doesn't last long and you get back on the hamster wheel of what you always did. So what do you need to do if you're in contemplation to shift you from contemplation to preparation and then from preparation to action? So that's your homework assignment. All right. I love you guys so much. Again, if you learned anything, if there's any takeaways or insights you'd love to share, I would love to hear what they are. Tag us on my personal Instagram, which is NattyBossRD, and our business Instagram, BodyByBossLLC. We would love to support you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. So bye for now and see you later. Hey.